0: The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit TCfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to a pawn further review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. And thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Raiders Podcast Network, a surprise episode of audio content for you. Eddie Pascal hanging out here virtually with my man Q Myers. And Q, uh, just a few minutes ago, you and I see the release, we hear the news, Jonathan Abram waved by the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and let's just start here, man. And you and I were talking before we started rolling. I don't know if the move itself is necessarily a surprise as, as much as a, a fan of Jonathan Abram as I am personally. I think what's surprising at this point is the timing, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's what stood out to me is why right now, you know, and I realize the season hasn't gone the way that the Raiders want. It hasn't gone the way that anyone wants for the silver and black Raider nation included. But, you know, Jonathan Abram is still a guy that you feel like can contribute in some kind of capacity. Now we, we saw his snaps reduced over the past few games. And so, okay, you see the writing on the wall, the fifth year uh, option has been declined, but, you know, going back to your point originally is about the timing I would think that if he just kind of played out the rest of the season and he walks and signs with another team at free agency, then you think about a a, a compensatory pick. And so you think that that actually benefits the Raiders. But uh, for some reason, maybe they did him a solid and said, hey, you're not part of our long-term plans. He knows that. And now we're going to give him an opportunity to latch on with another team. That's all I could really think of because – Again, I think the timing feels just a little bit odd.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think you probably hit the nail on the head there, Q. And, and we saw this this offseason uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels doing that, uh, giving guys kind of the benefit of the doubt and giving them, hey, man, like, we're going to, you know, your next opportunity isn't going to be here, but we want to do right by you in wherever right. that next opportunity does eventually end up. Uh, but for me, and we talk about the reduced uh, snap counts, and that's very real, it's all very factual. But like, I look at this, man, like, I'm looking back from the snap counts from, from Sunday's game. And Abram played damn near 50% of the snaps, so it's not like he was sitting on the sideline and, and just contributing right. to special teams. So, like, I think now as we get into Sunday, as we welcome the Indianapolis Colts to town, now you're like, okay, what are, what kind of moves are they going to make on the back end to kind of fill that spot and fill that that production?
1: Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, Jonathan Abram could play multiple roles. I mean, I know he's listed as a safety, but to me, he's more of a kind of a linebacker role anyway. And so. You know, with the with the IR, and you know, of Divine Diablo, who was the leading tackler, you feel like maybe a guy like Jonathan Abram might be needed a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage uh, to, you know, to provide a little bit more muscle with uh, Jonathan Taylor coming in against the, you know, with the Colts. And so, again, it's just it's, it's kind of peculiar and it's kind of, uh, like I said, strange timing, weird timing as far as the, the move goes. But I have to feel with this regime, the one thing that we've learned and we're all learning together about what this regime, how they operate, how they tick, I have to feel like maybe they're seeing something in practice. Maybe Patrick Graham is saying, hey, you know what? This guy that we see, and I I can't identify who that guy is because we're not out there watching practice. Maybe they're seeing a guy that they feel – yeah, this guy could step in and, and play that role and, and serve to do what Jonathan Abram was doing. We'd feel comfortable moving forward. That's really the only thing I could think of that would make sense on why they would release a guy uh, right now, especially like I said, when they just I.R. Divine Diablo, who you know is a guy who's a leading tackler for the for the Raiders. So Jonathan Abram always provides a little bit extra muscle, a little bit extra, you know, intensity as far as hits go. So I, I kind of think that he might have been needed a little bit more. But, uh, you know, maybe not. The coaches clearly see something that we don't see.
0: You know, and the reality is, too, Q, and you, you and I have talked about this a lot over the past 8, 9, 10 months since Josh and Dave got here, is it's become abundantly clear that the Raiders front office, and I'm talking about Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, uh, they don't do anything without – you know, understanding the 7 to 10 to 15 repercussions that that causes, right? Like, they aren't guys that do things, uh, you know, kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Like, there is a very calculated, there is a very analytical approach to building a roster, to putting the best 22 guys out there. Uh, And to me, it just comes like, it looks in this sense, where, you know, John just wasn't part of that plan, uh, and it feels like they're now giving him a chance to go get right somewhere else.
1: Exactly. And again, we don't really know, you know, the conversations that have gone on between him and the coaches and, you know, just, again, the plans moving forward. So I have to assume, like I said, that they're trying to do him a solid, try to do right by him, as you mentioned, and then at the same time also planning for the guys that are coming up behind. And, and that had to be some good, uh, you know, input from Patrick Graham. It had to be some good input from uh, Josh McDaniels, what he's overseeing as a whole thing. Like, okay, yeah, if, if he's no longer here, will we be okay in that spot? And if they feel like, yes, they would, then okay, then they feel comfortable with making a move. You know, it's it's similar to to trading Jonathan Hankins to the Cowboys, right? You just say, okay, uh, it's a good dude, quality guy, has done some really good things. But if we don't have him, then, you know, we still feel comfortable with the guys that we have. Again, they they are not guys that are going to just all of a sudden react and just say, hey, let's, you know what, let's release Jonathan Abrams today. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to, like you said, plan everything out, it's well thought out. Uh, they realize the pros, the cons, and, and what they feel comfortable with. And if they felt comfortable enough to release John Abram, then then they obviously feel like they are comfortable with the plan and the repercussions that follow.
0: And we're hanging out with uh, our boy Q from Rateration Radio 920 AM here in Las Vegas. And Q, you know, I'm looking at at John Abram's stats from his time in Silver and Black, and the one thing that is kind of the glaring, I don't want to say whole, but just the glaring reality when you're looking at it, is you're looking at games played 1, 13, 14. And this year he, w- he was at eight, you know, and, and hopefully he does this year. But this is not a guy who has ever played a full season, Q.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, that's the, that was the story of his early career for sure, mm-hmm. uh, availability, right? And he just didn't have it. And, uh, you know, he was, he, to me, he was always a guy that was really kind of a throwback safety as well. Uh, he wasn't fantastic in coverage. We all know that. But, man, he was a guy that was a thumper. Only problem is that the league, they don't really allow you to be a thumper anymore, right? And so a lot of the times. Uh, that he go down and and thump somebody, there is a potential that there could end up being a penalty, or you can go for a big hit and end up missing. Right? I mean, it's just it's so it's so difficult to be that kind of a throwback guy that uh, the silver and black is so used to having from back in the day, and then, so that's what always made. Fans so excited about Jonathan Abrams, they thought they were getting a throwback version of uh, you know a Super Bowl champion uh, Ra- Raider. You know, I mean, it's just that's what it felt like, but it just it just never really ended up being that. And I think he had a lot of potential. I know he's very athletic. I know he's a heck of a dude. I think everyone really likes him and, and likes his personality. It just never really clicked the way that it needed to click to be a former first round safety.
0: Yeah, and I think you know he also falls into that. You know, I, I don't want to say you know I don't know what the right word is, but he, he falls into the the reality of he's people are always going to asso- associate him with being. Being a first-round pick, whether it's good, bad, somewhere in between, right? Like he didn't choose where he got selected in the draft, you know. So I I think to your point, though, it was he was a guy that. All the potential in the world was there, right? I think that, you know, we go back to that early day, or excuse me, his early days, that first year in Oakland. And, man, he was a it was a fan favorite, man. He had the Salmon, Salmon thing on, on Hard Knocks. Yeah. You know, he played yeah. with his hair on fire. I think one thing that, you know, especially for us that we really appreciated about Jonathan is he had an appreciation, a respect, and understanding of the Raiders that came before him. And, and right. I think that's that's one thing that, he, as you mentioned, kind of his like throwback nature, like an old school type dude. And I'll always be very grateful to him and very appreciative that he took the time to learn that history, to understand where he he kind of where his his goal was to kind of stack up in the pantheon of great Raiders defensive backs. And obviously, he didn't end up there uh, in this go round. But I think that. There was, so, there was so many unique aspects to him, so many incredible personality uh, traits that I think that you he's a guy that you end up rooting for, whether it's here or somewhere else.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree 100% with that. And, you know, the funny thing is talking about the history of the silver and black and him getting to to know the, the history of the silver and black. I mean, rocking that number 24, you know, and all the greats that came before him that wore that number. I mean, that could have been a gift and a curse for him. You put that 24 on in silver and black and you're expected to be so like I, you're expected to be the next Hall of Famer that rocked that number. You know, obviously Willie Brown, and then of course you got Charles Woodson as well. You know both those guys uh, in the Hall of Fame. And so you just, I think that that almost could have been, like I said, a gift and a curse. Like, yeah, you're honored to wear that number, but then, man, those expectations are sky high when you're rocking that number.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. And and as the case for, I mean, thankfully, uh, for most of the guys that have played here, especially during my tenure and, and now that have left, is, you know, we wish him nothing but the best, obviously, until he plays the Raiders, right. but John was so good to us. Uh, a great personality, a guy that I think, you know, especially for us, Q, I think it, it was pretty, pretty incredible to kind of see the maturation of Jonathan Abram just as a person yeah. over the past yep. couple years. I think he'd probably be the first guy to tell you that he came in uh, a little braggadocious, a little big personality guy. And I think that over the past couple seasons, we've seen a mature Jonathan Abram. We've seen a Jonathan Abram working and practicing and going about his business with purpose. Uh, and like I said, man, we wish him nothing but the best uh, and wherever that that next chapter is. And, and, can't, and I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see where he ends up.
1: Right, and I know that there's a spot in the league for Jonathan Abrams, so I know he'll get picked up by some team. Uh, they'll need a heavy hitter. You know, they'll need a guy that that you know thrives on his skill set. I mean, they really will. And. Uh, he didn't make it to the NFL on accident, right? Like you mentioned, he didn't he didn't pick himself. He didn't select where he was selected. But at the same time, man, I mean, the dude can play the game. He just, you know, he's got to be in the right fit, right scheme. And I'm sure that whatever team picks him up will know that and they'll use him accordingly.
0: 100%. Well, Q, I appreciate you hanging out with us uh, before you do your show. So where can the people hear you this afternoon and every afternoon from 2 to 5? See, I set you up there a little bit.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Radio Nation Radio 920, man, Two, 2 to 5 p.m. each and every day. Uh, got a fantastic show lined up for uh, everyone this afternoon. Going to talk about the Colts, going to talk to Lincoln Kennedy. It's always fun to catch up with him and, you know, uh, talk all things uh, Jonathan Abram and the Silver and Black as they prepare for uh, Week 10 action, Game 9.
0: And thank you, Q, for coming to hang out with us. We do appreciate you. And a big thank you to Ray and Alexandra for making sure everything in the studio is operational. And thank all of you for listening to us here on the Raiders Podcast Network. Make sure you like, su- excuse me, you like, subscribe, and all that good stuff, and we'll catch up with you soon.